June 14th, 2018. Welcome to Post Markdom 11. I'm Scott Southern. And I'm Tim Crisp, your constable and your host. Tim, you got a haircut. I got a haircut. I got a beard cut. I, uh, yeah, I went the Baron Corbin route. I just, just decided shaved to it bald. Full on uh, shout out to, to Baron Corbin, who shares the same hairline as, as your friend and humble podcast host. There's no going back. He's never growing that hair back. I I really wish you would have seen you got you got to look at the video the the video of him, of him getting like the haircut doing it yeah it's he should never <laughs> go back it, it was unpleasant well, was, what, what was it? it was gross it was gross it was it's like so the video of the haircut is all dry hair we're starting off hot this week oh my god we this is very important topics the, the video is it's all dry whereas normally you know he's coming out wet and then I think. Right. Initially, I always, I'd always thought that, you know, the wet hair is making it look thinner than it actually is. But realistically, he has, like, the Matt Hardy hair sticking oh, out on the sides. He looks like wow. a mad scientist. Yeah. But on the top, there's just nothing. There's uh-huh. nothing. That, it looks like little pubes, scattered pubes on the top of his head. Oh, for real. And so he was, went to great work to, like, slick it back the way that he did to really not mask anything i think that was like the remember when he was like they were pushing him in nxt and everybody hated him so much mm-hmm. and that was like the thing is like this guy's got a weird belly and <laughs> look at his <laughs> shitty hair why is his hair so shitty why can't he figure out how to not have such shitty hair and he did figure out how to not have such shitty hair he just didn't figure it all the way out yeah he, it was definitely a cover-up job of some sort it was like a comb over that was masking itself uh-huh. as a bad. It was masking itself as a bad comb over. Right. But really, it was doing a great job of preventing us from seeing how bad it really was. Oh, Baron, I I love the way that he's kind of worked his way in because seriously, that guy had real heat in NXT. People hated him so much. He was like kind of the first one that everyone was like, no. No, we are not okay with this guy amongst all of these guys that we like. Well, it was also because he came in at a time, or he rose to prominence at a time, when a bunch of our favorite indie wrestlers just got signed to NXT. Right. And so he's this homegrown uh-huh. product that clearly doesn't have respect for the product. And uh, and then Kevin Owens is there, and Sami Zayn's there, and we don't want him going over these guys. I know that he's got he's got a special, like, you know, weird, ironic spot that you know that he's like kind of worked his way into our friend group um is as just being somebody that we we like to talk about and talk about in a way that like you know we all turned for the ryback in 2013 we were all just like all of a sudden it was like okay now we're all down with ryback and everybody's down with corbin i'm not but i don't know if i'm am i the only one that's like this is just like this is this is ryback adjacent i think no i think it's I think it's, uh, we all know, nobody does, nobody thinks Baron Corbin's a good wrestler. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that they do. I'm just saying that the amount of like, you know, oh man, Baron is cool and funny (laughs) that you all seem to take part in. Like, I'm not, I'm not there for it in the same way that I was with like, oh, the Ryback's funny. The Ryback is, is goofy. Like that video, that video of Ryback saying the big guy over and over again. Baron Corbin is never gonna touch that. He's never gonna come close to that. I think the haircut video comes close. Oh to wow! It. You gotta watch this hair. Did I ever tell you about the time that we met him at Dave and Buster's? It was incredible. Oh yeah, that's right. I think that's maybe why he's still over in my heart. The, there was that big moment though when we were in Orlando for. Royal Rumble 20. Oh my word. Was that 16? 2016 Royal Rumble? Yeah. And we're driving around trying to find a place to get tattoos. And uh, Pat Creed texts our friend, my my and Pat's friend, Bailey. Um, oh, Pam? Yeah, Pam. Uh, I, I just, Pam. you know, for the, for the plebes out there. Uh, yo, where do we get a, where do we get a tattoo in Orlando? And she's like, hold on. Let me ask Corbin. That was big. <laughs> that was a big moment. Yeah, the van popped pretty hard. Um, hey, I don't know about you, but New Japan Pro Wrestling 
fucking took over my weekend. It that, was a cool weekend. That was fantastic. Holy shit. Um, Kenny Omega is our NJPW World Heavyweight Champion. I can't believe it. I mean, I can believe it, but I can't believe it. I know, and that's kind of like... Th- there was something magical in that that whole saga. You know, we talked about the idea that the whole... The whole selling of all of this was just, he can't beat Okada. And he's doing everything that he can, you know, fiction and nonfiction, to just, like, be the guy in New Japan. And, you know, I was thinking about my, I did my top five matches the last year for, like, Better Yet's uh, Best of 2017 episode. Kenny Omega was three of the five and yep and he's he's staked every claim for being the best wrestler in the world except for okada's claim for being the best wrestler in the world and being okada's claim is you know to if if anybody's going to be the champion it's him and he should be the champion for forever but you know they have this match two out of three falls no time limit it's it really just doesn't get any better yeah and I mean, looking back on Wrestle Kingdom this year, Okada, I mean, storytelling-wise at the time, definitely should have lost to Naito there, right? Like, we all expected that belt to change hands. Right. And looking back on it, it's just like, oh my God, I'm so happy that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, because this was such an amazing build for so long of the two greatest wrestlers in the world that we had agreed after their first match were the two greatest wrestlers in the world. And I, you know, I think whoever says one is better than the other will agree that the second is the second best. Right, yeah, and it's, absolutely. It's, you know, watching these two guys just build this feud for so long has been one of the most incredible things that I've ever seen in wrestling. And I mean, you know, going back to their their Wrestle Kingdom match from the year before, it was seeing that it it just kind of completely changed the concept of what a pro wrestling match could be. It, it it really is like worthy of all the praise that it gets. And, you know, to just, I always just like look back at that match and, and it's really good for like 15 minutes. And then it just kicks into a gear that's usually reserved for like, you know, the last third of a match like the falling downward Mm -hmm. we've hit the we've hit it and 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 we're gonna we're gonna take it home usually that lasts you know eight minutes and for them it was 40 minutes that match is like nearly an hour long and you know 80 percent of it is just high gear like i can't believe it you spend half an hour watching that match just being fooled by false finishes yeah unbelievable and you know, and then we have a we have a sixty minute time limit draw, which is like that. I mean, you you look back at like the way they talk about like the Ric Flair like time limit draws and and Joe and Punk's time limit draws. That was the first that I was ever able to experience as like a oh my god, this is like happening in front of me. Um, and then, yeah, the fucking fact that Naito fights Okada at Wrestle Kingdom and you think that the belt's going to go to Naito because Naito has built this crazy arc himself and that ends up just being like a holdover yeah. waiting for like what, you know, is, you know, the right thing, which is Kenny getting his final stab at Okada. Yeah, and... Man, I don't know those those first two. What's your what's your order? We are talking about this. How are you ranking them in your head? And for, without for me, the without the uh, G one match, right? And the championship, and, and, and I and I I love the G one match too because I think it's important, you know, for the storytelling of just the fact that like Kenny beat him. It wasn't for the belt, but he always was pushing like I get him in that one one winged angel. I'm going to win, and then he did. Um, but you know, that's kind of, for me, that's like a companion 
piece that's like totally. an EP. Um, but I think it goes one, three, and two. But I've been thinking about this match so much, this third match, since it happened, that I'd like to watch it again. I'd like to like really evaluate. I wouldn't mind sitting and watching all three of them again. You know? Yeah, we should do that. That's that's the Godfather part two, and I would much rather do that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's I mean it's yeah, because I think each of these has like you you nailed down one and two pretty amazingly. Like one had this amazing uh this this ability to surprise us with those 40 minutes of near falls yeah. that was just like oh my god this is what's happening which was which i think it was the most impactful for me uh but two also people say that they saw that that time limit draw coming and maybe they did but i had no fucking clue man. i had no idea as soon no, as that bell yeah. rang as soon as it was like getting to the end it was like oh my god they're uh-huh. going but I was not ready for that to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, the time limit was becoming a factor and it was just, it was being used in the narrative, which just doesn't happen anymore. Um, And that was super exciting, but I did not see that ending in a draw. Yeah, me either. And then then this third one comes along and it kind of takes both of those factors into account, right? It, you know, allows itself to be no time limit, which... You know, you start noticing the time halfway through that match, and you're just like, "Oh my, we're getting past the hour mark. This is right. nuts. This yeah. is going." But also, you know, it gives you these three falls that you can kind of get up and excited for the same way you did in that first match when you were just on the edge of your seat for over half the match. Yeah, it's crazy. You know the way that they were able to utilize, like, okay, you've seen this match twice and the bar has been set so high and we're going to take advantage now of the two out of three falls i loved loved the fact that the first one was a quick fall i love that finish you know naito just or i'm sorry okada just you know holding the legs down a la fucking SummerSlam 1992 uh bulldog and brett i love that finish yeah uh and 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 then what what was the second one he hit him with one one winged angel right yeah and but you know this one's similar to the first one there okada hits him with a fucking tombstone on the ring apron and then you're just like okay we're we're 15 minutes in now and shit just got serious brutal right away fucking rail bump Mm -hmm. that he took too i don't understand how you fall into a railing leading with your back and you're not like hawking up blood uh, yeah i would be crying it's unbelievable I, they got brutal at times like yeah going over that railing uh was and with the the v trigger because what was the spot the last match or two matches ago where okada jumps over does the cross body over the railing uh-huh. this time kenny's ready for him this match was so fucking smart in the way that it called back to its previous matches but not just cheeky callbacks it's like oh cute you guys remember this these are smart thoughtful uh kayfabe callbacks dude absolutely and and one of the things that they did really well was like throughout this they're protecting one winged angel that's it's it's there Mm -hmm. and when he hits it to get the fall to to tie it up it's just like he can do it and you know bringing it back to when he won at g1 it's like and, and it's just insane to me the fact that you have this this whole thing has been you know built on false finishes and and kenny omega's finisher was so protected throughout it and that's what he wins on yeah and i think it's also really interesting that that he in contrast to the super dominant champion okada which okada spams that finisher of his the, he he hits the rainmaker a million times every match. Yeah. He hits that tombstone a million times every match. Yeah. It, which is so dope, and it it gives you those false finishes, and then allows Kenny to like counter with this this one time use finisher. Right. It's like, and it's it, it's funny too. I'm just like thinking about this now, but like what they're trying to do with, or I guess you know Roman kind of nullified what they did with the F5 for the last year, whereas you know he hits an F5 and it's done, and we're all kind of like. This is leaving us all a little bit empty. It's because you can't just like decide like, okay, now we're going to like protect the finish. Like this is all like very, very well maintained. Um, You know, 
there are so many fucking great spots in all of it, and we could spend a really long time doing it, but I just the Rainmaker where they're both just so tired uh, that Okada just like falls over. Which is the perfect he, example of that callback from the God. last match when Kenny falls over in the middle yeah. of the Rainmaker. Oh, my God. It, that, that's probably the best, the best spot of the whole match, just watching. Uh, it's crazy because Okada should – that's when he wins the match. Right. That's when he retains as if he hits that Rainmaker. And that, yeah, that one, God, if you haven't watched it, watch it. If you have watched it, watch it again, because it's what I'm doing after you leave. Um, (laughs) I have big plans for John Wick 2, and now it's... Now you just got to watch this match. um, You know, Jericho, uh, Chris Jericho fought Naito for the Intercontinental title. Uh, I... This one didn't do as much for me as the Omega one, um, just because it felt like the chemistry was a little bit off. Um, the like kind of botched Destino and, yeah. and Jericho, like really like trying to work with the language barrier there, um, which you know you can't fault too heavy on it. What Chris Jericho has done in New Japan is just being so fucking violent and screaming and just disrespecting all of it i you know that's pretty unbelievable kind of groundbreaking material from fucking he's he's a genius at he's this a genius point. and yeah i don't think it was the perfect match by any means and it's also a little bit of retreading that same ground of kind of just being a, a wwe style brawl right? right like they're just beating each other up throwing throwing each other against equipment and just duking it out but you know i still think that there was something really amazing that happened there and if it wasn't overshadowed by that main event this could have very easily been a really dope main event of a very satisfying pay-per-view yeah and i think you know what was crazy about all of it though is that i'm watching and i'm just being like you know he's he's doing good he's doing good for naito this is you know, this is this is a four out of five for me. But then he fucking won. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that coming. Not at all. Which Jericho was awesome. Is the Intercontinental Champion? It's that's so dope. <laughs> I'm so into that. I think it's great. I think it's like it's so good. It's good for Naito too. And people were like worried about like what that meant for him. Uh, Naito's a fucking star. Yeah. And I really loved. You know, I don't really understand like how he works in that crowd because they were booing him. They were booing him for heel tactics, which, you know, I I would love someone to sit down and explain to me like what it is that he's doing that is offending them so much in that moment. But I loved it. I thought it was so good for him. Just he's so multidimensional. He's, he's such a fucking dynamic character. Yeah. The, the, I, I wish I understood more. Maybe I don't wish I understood more. Maybe it's nice to not fully understand how the crowds work yeah. uh, in Japan because it would perceivably from my end, it seems like there's just a ton of in-between wrestlers. Jericho seemed to be a vile heel going in, but everybody loves him. Yeah. Naito has been this weird ingobernable badass forever and has been getting mixes of cheers and boos for the past couple of years. Kenny Omega and the Bullet Club I don't know what they are. I don't know what the elite is. Right. I don't know. I don't know what any yeah. of these where any of these people really stand in terms of good guys versus bad guys. Uh, and it seems whenever I'm watching, it seems like it's just any given day they can be cheered for or booed depending on the opponents, which I think is fucking cool. It's yeah, it's it's so dope. And I think that like, you know, I I really appreciate what New Japan is for me. It's just this this little island that I get to go to a few times a year and just be like, all right, I I know these guys. I know them all for the most part. And whoever they're fighting, it's going to be great. I just know that it's going to be good. And I know that it's going to be captivating, um, which, you know, is something that we've been thinking about a lot lately is, you know, especially coming off of Dominion, Everybody on the internet is so fucking stoked about that show. And a lot of that comes into shitting on WWE. And there was a really great Reddit post that got a whole lot of traffic over the past few days, which is just like, if you don't watch Raw, that's fine. Like, 
stop posting about why you don't watch WWE. And it's a fascinating thing that's happening right now where it's just like WWE is doing a thing and it's, it's, it is what it is. New Japan is doing a thing that is clearly better on many, many levels. NXT is clearly better on many levels, but you know, what is what, like, what is it all? What does it all boil down to? Because I watch WWE more than I watch any of the other two. Yeah, we still put in those five hours a week, right? Yeah. We don't watch New Japan on a weekly basis. I slack on NXT and I'll skip a couple weeks and I'll catch up a couple weeks later. But I'm not following every week. Why is that? Because NXT, like I watched NXT uh, this week and I kind of tend to to do it this way too where I'll – I'll watch the go home NXT before a show. And it's always like I'm sitting there just taking it in and just being like every one of these storylines is being built so well. There's so much there's just so much more to latch on to. But I'm not watching it every week. I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that it's both of these products nxt and new japan are are booked in ways that are a little more classic pre-tv uh style booking where you know there are people traveling or there are people there are the main shows right and there's not oodles of surprises every week or you know it's like it's like nxt is like it's like a very good version of like wwf superstars yeah um but but the thing is like it that's that's better on a weekly basis than raw. Like objectively it's better. It's got it's got just life to it. It doesn't start out the same way. You don't see all the same people every week. It's just it's put together in such a way that like really if you wanted to go down the list of like what are your gripes with Monday Night Raw, you can have them all checked off as n- being non-existent and almost like addressed on NXT weekly. And I mean, I wonder, we do, we do, the caveat of the money is, I think, the real thing here, right? That Raw is the money maker. Uh-huh. SmackDown, these main TV show, main roster TV shows for this company are where the money comes from. And that's the ones that are targeted not only to like a younger audience, they are because they're trying to sell merchandise. And, you know, we've but got... you're not a younger audience. I know. You're, you're an autonomous creature. T- totally, totally. And, and I mean, I'm just saying that that's why they are the way that they are, uh-huh. right? And right. that's why yeah, yeah, yeah. they are... There's three hours of it so it can start early enough. And, you know, so they can have these talking segments where kids can learn that they love Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, and go out and buy that shit. Which is fine. I don't. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I feel like WWE. It's like, it's like we're all able to poke holes. At, at, <laughs> WWE is like the Rolling Stones. the 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 Rolling Stones are are you know they're one of the biggest bands in rock history. They sell out stadiums. Your aunt likes them a lot. But they have songs like Wild Horses and Sympathy for the Devil that are just like unbelievably real heartfelt songs that come from and in you know, come from your guts. But I, I love having my records in here because this is this is great. Um Yeah, we're looking at your records right now. This is helpful. But Mick Jagger sings all of them. It's it's all coming through this guy that's like not a real person. Sure. You know, and and there are bands that I like more than I guess it like it kind of it, it, it falters a little bit like outside of just being like WWE is the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Wait, I'm still waiting. Well, I don't understand yet. Because it's like it's like it's always going to be WWE. It's sure. always going to come through this sure. like yeah, yeah. gloss. It's all it's 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 not going to be 25 minutes of mat wrestling. It's not going to be 60 minute time limit draws. If you think that it is, you're sorely mistaken. I would love for it to be. But New Japan is is doing that. And 
yeah, watch are... New Japan for that and don't like don't come to WWE and be like, well, you know what this could really use is a is a two and a half year build for you know the rubber match here that goes for an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm <laughs> like losing my mind thinking about how great that would be. But you know, if you look at WWE for what it is, then you're not going to be as disappointed when it's not what it isn't. Right. I think that is that is a good metaphor. You're going to that Rolling Stones show. You know they're going to play the hits. And the Stones have no motivation to do something different than what they've been doing for the past 30 fucking years. Right. They've been killing it for the past 30 fucking years. Whether or not what they put out is good, people are responding and paying them shit tons of money. And why would they stop? But And they also do have that gravity that's like, if you tell me tomorrow you're going to the Stones show this weekend, I'm like, oh, cool. That's awesome, dude. You're going to have a good fucking time. They were playing in Dublin when we got there and our cab driver was like, oh, the Stones are playing, playing tonight. I'm going. And I was like, I wonder if I can scalp tickets for that. That would be so That's cool. fucking cool. That band's cool. But, like, you know, it, it, I see bands in basements, and I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to like a. I wouldn't go to an arena show and just be like, yeah. Well, you know, it would be a lot better if they only played for twelve minutes and everyone went fucking nuts, and then. You know, it's it's just it's it's not it's not apples and oranges. It's just fucking different things. But you know, you're not going to NXT oh, on Saturday. I'm not, and it re- it's a real bummer. Father's Day plans got in the way. Uh, Your dad y- is coming. We're going to a jazz show instead, uh-huh. <laughs> which will be fun. It'll be pleasant. We'll have a good time. You know, NXT is a lot like jazz, though. Let's stick with this movie. Okay, yeah. So instead of the Stones show, I'm going to do a jazz show. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm missing NXT. But initially, the uh, I was communicating with my dad and my sister about what we were going to do, how Father's Day weekend was going to work, and it looked like we were going out on Sunday night when Money in the Bank was, was going to play, or when Money in the Bank show was. And I was fucking heartbroken, man. Yeah. I was so upset. I thought about taking... Uh, taking a half day at work because i was so bummed out i was like i can't fucking work i gotta go home and pout. You, you <laughs> i gotta leave at work? i was at work i got these texts and i was like i can't i gotta go uh and i can't help you with your software problem ma'am i have to go home I now to because go home. i can't go i can't go to wrestling with my friends <laughs> i have to hang out with my dad at a jazz show the we talked a little bit longer uh my family and i and uh we decided, okay, cool, let's, let's go Saturday night. And I, I had tickets for both these shows. We all have tickets to the NXT show and the Money in the Bank show. And moving, being able to miss NXT in favor of Money in the Bank mentally for me, for some reason, was so much more acceptable. And I don't really know why. Yeah. And when we went last year, we didn't go to TakeOver. We went to Backlash. The big gender match. I don't really know what motivated that uh, that decision to just do backlash. I don't really. That was a dark time in my life. But you know, I know that there was like there was appeal. It was yeah. it was Shin's first match in WWE. Yeah, and big Shin. But you know, it was it was backlash and you know takeover last year in Chicago is. One of the best shows that's happened in the last 10 years. Yeah, one of the most surprising moments. That was when the uh, Chapa turn happened. We, looking back, you know, I, I remember on Monday Monday morning just being like, fuck, we missed the TakeOver show. That was a bummer, man. Right. We should have gone to that yeah, instead and- of this stupid pay-per-view, this stupid backlash show. Yeah, hindsight being 2020, like, we picked the wrong one, but... I think if I were to go back under similar circumstances, I probably would have picked Backlash over NXT again. I don't know why that is. What is this weird Pavlovian reaction? Because that's exactly what's happening now for me. That's like, cool. Thank God I get to go to Money in the Bank. I'll skip NXT. No big deal. I'll watch the next day. Is it something about like, I mean, New Japan, it makes sense. Like keeping up with New Japan is, it, it just looks so difficult. NXT, it's, you know... The only difficulty really is that Raw and SmackDown happen 
first. And so we're just like, by Wednesday, it's like, I don't want to fucking think about wrestling. Especially me, because I watch Raw and SmackDown on Wednesday. Like, so I'm not going to watch wrestling at night. Yeah. Um, But... I wonder, I wonder if it has something to do, because uh, I think we can lump NXT kind of into the, the same category as a lot of indie shows. It's the same category as the New Japan, stuff like that. I think there's something to be said for the main roster, WWE, just the gravity that those belts have, that the events have, that the importance of those shows have. It's like the lineage factor is kind of the biggest thing like i think that i honestly think that like for the rest of my life i'm going to at least be wanting to know who the wwe champion is yeah um and the intercontinental champion and like all of that sort of shit it's like it's like kind of something that you just you just keep up because like knowing it and being invested in it on some level it's helpful it's good and nxt and and new japan it's like you know this is this is objectively better but i didn't find out about it when i was eight that's true yeah it's not ingrained into your life it's not yeah it's not like imprinted in your dna in the same way that the wwe is that the fucking heavyweight championship belt right is and i feel like i just like i I don't know I've, i've been thinking a lot lately about like how I think I'll always have like an appetite too for like just information about about it. Like you know, the the Pritchard show is oh is amazing. Yeah. You're just like you're just you're hearing all of this stuff, um, and it's it's just nothing but footnote information to all of it. But my ability to take that in just like never diminishes, and I'm like listening to hardcore podcasts now and getting like just like knowing the lineage of like hardcore music which i have like a tiny bit of interest in it's just like it's making me feel so good because now i now i understand what like you know what straight edge was going through in 1997 better than i did before sure you have this context (laughs) of the narrative behind the art that's being made there i I don't know. It's still, it's like super perplexing and I really don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is that makes me, it makes, I I don't know. NXT is objectively that this takeover that's coming up is going to be a better show than running the bank. is. Yeah. Uh, I think that's got five matches instead of 10. Serious. I mean, just sitting through it, it's yeah. going to be so much more pleasant. Oh my God. You're going to have so much better of a time. The thing is, like, we're going to go to NXT and there's going to be a match that that like we're going to feel bad about not being invested in it. Uh, you know, as I mean, invested as we should be. Like, yeah. That's what happened to Mania. The Ember Moon yep. and Shayna Baszler match was just like, man, I feel I feel so bad that I'm not like giving this match everything that, that I should be. Like, and he kicked ass. That match was awesome, but there's just... Too many perfect matches in that show. <laughs> well, let's go over. Let's go over the the takeover card. The because uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking great. And let, let's talk about Baszler first because you know she's got a title defense versus Nikki Cross. I think Shayna Baszler is a fucking captivating human being. She is so mean. She's so tough looking and and she's just you know she's got that that mma background she's she's ronda's homie but like you know i know ronda can turn it on but shana's got it just on her face constantly i think shana is what everybody kind of wishes ronda would have came in like yeah with just that mean ass look and that i don't know absolutely deadly attitude i think uh i mean i'm very excited for this match these two People are both very no-nonsense. Some of the most seriously kayfabe wrestlers that are in the in the company right now. Nikki Cross has been on point for like at least a year now. Dude, I feel like Nikki Cross is like... She's one of those people that's just been so good for so long that she, we forget about her. 
You totally. Know? The standout star of Sanity, mm-hmm. for sure, without a doubt. And I, I don't know. I'm really stoked. I hope she wins this match. I'd love to see her with this championship belt. I think she would be fucking awesome. I, I hope they kind of... I hope this match is great, because I would like to see them feud for a while. Yeah. I would be down with that, too. Because there's, like... There's just levels of unhinged that both of these people have. And I'd like to see them get to one and just hold out for the next. Um, Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. This is going to be the match of the year. I mean, except for the one that we just saw last week. But this is going to be the match of the year. Did you see Ricochet do that flip out of the ring? Did you see this? When we, when it, you mean his first move in no in no NXT I ring? mean that was the best I could could not <laughs> fucking believe that first in that ladder match no uh, like two weeks ago this incredible sequence goes down where Velveteen Dream shows up on the the ramp and he's calling out Ricochet and he says something like anything you can do I can do better and Ricochet just does a flip out of the ring just standing inside of the ring and does a flip out and lands on his feet and he's like what and <laughs> dream just drops the mic and he, he's just terrified these two are just some of the hottest wrestlers around i ricochet is so fucking good dude I, ricochet is the coolest it's it's i've been watching a lot of lucha underground he's incredible there I I am just so pumped that this man is in the company right now. And I think that Velveteen Dream, he's almost he's almost too good for his own good. He's gonna he's going to always be good at putting people over. And I love I I absolutely love love that character. Um, I think that he's also someone that's that's very good at, at bringing out, you know, some fucking angering people. He did great with Aleister Black. Um, and I think, that, you know, this is this is ideal for Ricochet, who's, you know, debuting. And now he's got now he's got a singles match on this card. Uh, Aleister Black versus Lars Sullivan for the belt. This is cool. It is cool. I think it's cool because I think that like it's the logical conclusion for Lars Sullivan uh, in NXT. You, I don't see him as being a champion, but he's someone that they've built from the ground up. He should work a main event program. He should challenge for the belt. He doesn't need to hold it, but to have him go through that entire arc, it's good because you know that he's going on to the next step. And he, I think he's going to do great there. And I think that this match, it's not going to be the match of the night, but... No. It, but it, it could be a really cool, brutal brawl. The one thing I'm concerned about here is, I think the match is going to be good. I think Black's going to win. I think that's... This is... If you're going to... If there's a lock of the night, this is the lock of the night. I, I'm concerned for Lars on the main roster, because... He, that dude cannot stand up next to Braun Strowman and be nearly the same presence that he is in NXT. I mean, I think yeah, Braun dwarfs people that could previously be monsters, right? Could previously be giants. People like Rusev uh-huh. are kind of screwed by Braun. Lars, I don't think is going to fit the same. He'll be a pint-sized version of Braun on SmackDown or something, which maybe will work really well. But it it just makes me nervous. I'm concerned right. for him because it's like he's. He's only six three. He's got big dimensions to him. He has a he has a large head. Um, he's got he's big not, shoulders. And he's not seven feet tall though. He's not. And you you know you put him next to Adam Cole and he looks enormous. He could be great muscle for the Bludgeon Brothers though. Hey, I'm not gonna. That sounds. Adam fun. Cole's not on this card, which, which is that's really that's weird. Fucking insane to me. But he is. Did you? He's uh, defending that championship belt. At an Evolve show or a Progress show? I forget what it is. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. He's defending the North American Championship at one of those two. One of the uh-huh. the companies WWE has like an affiliation with. Uh, he's going to defend it there, which is cool. That's so cool. I think that's going to be awesome. Just the idea of them working like outside in that way. And I know, um, is he fighting Pete Dunne in, in England when they do that, that two nights in England thing? Oh, is it? that happening yeah, there? I think so. Uh, Pete Dunne not being on this card is it's you know it's it's insane I guess the the idea that we have an NXT takeover card 
and there is a really like kind of like thick list of people that aren't on this show who you know can't help but be a little bit disappointed but you know it's the way that they run it's five matches but ec3 is not on it adam cole is not on it fucking uh and there's somebody else i'm sure <laughs> uh the undisputed era is defending their tag team titles bobby fish hurt yeah he's been here for a while uh which works really well for Roderick strong to get a spot here defending those belts when he it's funny because he lost these belts yeah. to himself uh-huh which is is great i think that's super fun going back for a second though i mean alistair black doesn't do it for me no no i think that he's i think that he's you know i enjoy watching him i loved his match with velveteen dream it's just a little too hot topic for me he is a little hot topic i think that like there's a level of i know when he debuted everyone was like really really stoked about him and my like not having much prior knowledge of him before he started and next day i'm just like this guy <laughs> i mean he's great he's so cool in the ring and his moves are awesome and he's very smooth and fluid but there's a little bit of just like i don't know this guy and i think he's just a little bit whack just like a tiny bit <laughs> enough for me to be like yeah yeah i don't know and you know maybe yeah maybe there's like i think we can accept it with some wrestlers that i mean even people like that go to the full extent of like jeff hardy where they're just buying into this goofy thing that you can make fun of and right. it's okay that's fine yeah, but yeah. when they're in between that level of hot topic goofiness and then your own life it's like he looks like he lives this, you know? It's like, this is a... And he also looks like he's someone you would see at a show and that you would think is kind of lame. Yeah. But he would be friends... He'd be like a friend of a friend in your real life. Like, oh, this is my buddy who goes to the same hardcore shows. No friend of mine. <laughs> he would... He, I'm just saying, I think he he hits a little too close to home yeah. for it to be acceptable, his, like, cool tat thing. Well, it's like it's like neither of us were watching when edge was like at the height of edge and yeah. now we go back and we're like dude he's cool but like you guys know that he's lame right he's such a dork yeah um but undisputed era is going on right now this week. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I, this uh, match is gonna be cool kyle o'reilly and and fucking uh pete dunn had a barn burner i didn't see it what how it's just a hell of a match they just kept fucking twisting each other cool really good uh really good fingers spot uh did they do the old finger crack Mm -hmm. Uh, i love it and uh real mati move well there's there's a there's a spot where pete dunn is holding on to kyle o'reilly's hand and kyle o'reilly's just hitting him with forearms cool and pete dunn just won't let go and he's like (laughs) dragging pete dunn back up to hit him again but pete dunn won't let go and kyle o'reilly is just like yeah well i got the worst tattoo ever on my ribs right here i'm gonna hit you again i love that fucking guy though i kyle oh he's great man always love that guy he's so weird he's such a weird he looks very normal if he's just standing and then he's weird as hell you know what that guy's doing right now is he's doing ishii I, yeah. after watching new yeah. japan like side by side watch the way kyle o'reilly like walks the ring it's hunched over up like ishi like you know it's like adrian yoga with adrian she tells you to like you know roll your shoulder blades over like yeah. that. he's just doing it he's straight up that makes sense because he's doing the strong style thing he's hitting people hard but he's air guitar in his uh, belt yeah, he's a fucking nwo champ kyle o'reilly's great and he's never gonna work in the main roster no ever no but he's really killing it where he's at right now he's gonna go up and he's gonna be like the uh i'm just blanking on names today uh Jason Jordan's tag team partner in American Alpha. You know, the headband oh, guy. Ready Million that's, Gable. That's Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, we got a Chicago street fight. This is going to be a cool match. Fucking right. It's going to be gonna a cool It's going to be really match. cool. Um, Gargano and Champa had uh, easily the best match in 
you know, the WWE brand uh, this year so far at, at TakeOver in New Orleans. That was a fucking clinic of storytelling. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to uh, Champa turning on Gargano one year ago, uh, Gargano going over at NXT, which I think surprised a lot of people, but this thing just has not gone away. Champa is psychotic. Uh, I really like what they're doing with uh, Gargano's real life here. Candice Del Rey is like a street fight? Uh-uh. Absolutely not. That's tight. That's awesome. Yeah. Candice is awesome. I'm so sh- I'm so happy she's involved. These two I'm I mean, we could talk about the Kenny Omega and Okada feud being the best one of a generation, but this thing is right up there. It's a totally different angle they're coming at it from. And this yep. is a blood feud. This is real feelings in place. It's not just a professional feud. This is the, this is the best feud that NXT has done. Oh, absolutely. Far and, and away. You know, I can't think of a better feud. I think we talked about it last week that I can't think of a better one in WWE in the past 10 years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and I think that like I think that there's something magical too about just like the the amount of of storytelling that they've done with these two just like with the way NXT functions is ter- in terms of like this is where you go to spend a year to two years and then you go to the main roster and the fact that they were able to tell this story with these two guys over, you know, two, a two-year span, it's it's impressive because it's kind of the the most time that they've spent, I think, on on two individuals and, and kept them together in this way. We also have a show on Sunday that you are also that you're going to. I'm it's going to this you're one. Going to, you're going to come. I'm going to watch a wrestling show it's, with it's you. You, me, J and J Security will be there. Um, my homie Mike Campbell is there, and we got we got Pat and Ben and Marla. We're going to have a great time at Money in the Bank 2018 for for you and me. It's the place where it all began. Oh, back we, to the home. All back to the home State Arena. Shout out to CM Punk. Uh, Ooh, that was, rest that in was peace. Fucking tough. Did you watch that fight? Uh, I did not watch that fight. I watched highlights of that fight, yeah, and I said, sad. "You poor guy." Good looking haircut, though. I thought it looked cool. Oh yeah, I'm so down. Brian with it. Campbell was shitting on that haircut. And I think it looked badass. You know what? I don't listen to Brian Campbell's show because oh, they got rid of that guy though. He is on it again this week. Oh yeah. He comes in. He's the. They call him the Brock Lesnar of their show. Oh. Which I think okay. is cute. Whatever. Dude, the uh, not as bad as the fucking King of Sad uh, style over a on. Man. Uh, on a mass man. Oh man. What they a got dog. his drop at the at the opening of the show now. Yeah. That fucking makes me so sad. <laughs> that shit makes me so unhappy. He's not good. Um. The. Uh, th- could you just imagine being in a room with that guy? No, because. I mean, yeah, definitely. There's definitely people that I've like excommunicated from my friend group that are like that guy <laughs> that just need to be the center of attention. Let's start from the top and work our way down. Sure. Uh, the women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, Ember Moon, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, Sasha Banks. Who you got? So we talked about this last week, right? And I think I said I wanted Becky. I know I said I wanted Becky, and I don't want anybody else to win this match. Uh, I've thought a bit more about it. I still want Becky to win this match. But I think I would be very okay if Charlotte wins that briefcase. Yeah, I think that Charlotte, it's interesting. I mean, like, you know, matches like this, you don't lose anything by not winning right and charlotte is someone who like you know is to me she's a viable contender in any match that she's in her winning this it's like she doesn't need to and and it's not gonna it's not gonna look sure. bad on her for doing it but i you know really do think that she i don't know has she challenged uh back for the title no and i'm also interested i mean it's hard to have this conversation without having the conversation about oscar and carmella right uh, because i would love if charlotte inserts herself into that feud and turns it into a feud i think that those three together would be fantastic oh my god it could really yes. extend a lot of the oscar and charlotte animosity and that like great match that they had 
I think that could make that continue going. It could continue a rivalry between these two dominant forces. I and I'm I'm thinking that you know the money in the bank is a very quick way to start that up. Yeah, it's the Oscar Carmela feud. It's always it's it's felt like from the beginning is like this is definitely a, it's either misguided or it's part of something bigger like the i don't think that oscar is gonna take the title from carmella like at this show that just doesn't make any sense sense. um i also like i'm not sure why oscar's in the position that she's in right now because it doesn't really make sense um but i mean on paper if we don't have this ethereal wrestling history cloud over us that does make sense oscar's the best wrestler right she should definitely be in this championship match and she should definitely win it. Yeah. For some reason it doesn't have the hype though and there's no rivalry here. Because there's it, no... like they've I think that they've mismanaged her. I think sure. that she's she doesn't look threatening and she at a time was the scariest person in the company. Yeah. But she doesn't seem threatening right now. So I don't know. I, there's Carmela's Certainly, like, you know, a chicken shit champion. I I don't feel like Asuka scares her very much. So, I don't know. I don't know if they... I don't know if they put her in against better judgment or what it is. But it feels like if she's going to be there, the idea of having somebody else come in and, you know, mess things up is is not a bad look. But... We'll see. We'll see what happens as far as... Last week, I was high on Lana. And now, the only reason I'm second-guessing that is because if Lana wins, everybody knows Rusev is going to win, right? Yeah, definitely. I I can't imagine Lana winning and Rusev not winning. And, yeah, I I can imagine them booking themselves into a nasty corner there with the hot Chicago crowd that's going to be pretty pissed off of what they want to happen does not happen but they are booking rusev at least he was a baby face a jace yeah on smackdown this past week so maybe a hot hot win for lana and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh my god they're they're gonna do it give it to rusev uh which you know i looked at i heard the uh the odds on on lana on, on shoemaker's podcast this week and well, maybe I'll put down three bucks on on Lana. Yeah, maybe. Why not? Been on thirty three hundred dollars. Um, so I I don't know. I think um I think I'm uh, I would love Becky to have this though. I really would. Uh, she's the best. We've we've talked about that uh, a lot. I think that I think that her with that briefcase and and holding it for a while would be would be a good look. Um, on the men's side, we got. Braun, Finn, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and a member of the New Day for that contract. We still don't have a New Day member, do we? No. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, you know, the rumor a few weeks ago was that it was going to be Big E. I don't know if anything has come out to say otherwise. Uh, you would probably think it's Big E. Yeah. Even if honestly, I want Rusev. I I'm like very pro Rusev here, and I think that like I think that they have. There's no chance that there hasn't been a conversation for a very long time about this Rusev Day thing, and you know, just having him, you know, turn babyface or like win the United States title or you know something like that. It's like maybe a little haphazard the idea that we're waiting and holding out for something like this seems fucking smart to me yeah i i don't know if they really were waiting on something like this right but i think that the pushback and the and the amount of swelling for rusev day has not stopped in a way that they thought maybe it was going to uh so yeah why the hell not i would be there are a lot of people in this match that i'd be happy with having that money in the bank contract yeah me too i think that like you know it looks good with joe it would give it would give 
Owens something to fucking talk about. That's the thing. I, I was just thinking, the reason I said that was because of Owens. I don't think there's a storyline reason for him to have that, but I think out of anybody, he would be the funnest to just have that yeah, dumb briefcase. Yeah, it's like him or Miz are just like, yeah. every week, I have this. I have this. I mm-hmm. have this. I'm going to you know, tease it for forever. Like, those two would be perfect with it. Makes no sense for Braun. I don't. He's the one that I hope wins it the least. Him and Bobby Roode, I suppose. I or Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode wins a fucking ticket out of here. Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) What's he doing? I hope he wins a a rental car (laughs) so he can drive it out of town. Um. Yeah, that this match is gonna be kick ass, dude. dude. I can't oh, wait. Both the matches, both the ladder matches are gonna be so fun. Um, <laughs> I, I <laughs> you all right? Let, let's talk about tickets out of here. Fucking Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. What Bathroom break. Yep. Oh my god! It sucks, and it it would sucks even more about the fact that this build has been bullshit and. It's just the most unexciting thing is the fact that Sami Zayn's just gonna lose a match for no reason yep. to a guy that doesn't need a win. Yep. It's so stupid. Um <laughs> match that I am excited for. And hopefully the match that I, hopefully we get the match that we were all hoping we were gonna get when we flew to New Orleans to yeah. see it is AJ versus Nakamura. Uh I, Last man standing match. It, I guess it makes sense for for what this is. I'm not a sure. big fan of the last man standing match, just because the the idea that you count to ten and then that's the finish is a little goofy to me. Um, but and that's already built into the rules for the most part. Yeah, like, I don't need that. I don't um, need that. But I mean, you gotta think. You gotta think that this is gonna be it, right? I think if this is not it. If this is it, I think all is forgiven and all is good. Yeah. I think the storyline is great retrospectively if this match is like a 30-minute classic with these two fighting the way that we know that they can. If that, Yeah, if that's the case, then this is a great. This is I a mean, great I mean, as long as it, it could re- honestly could go on for six months and, and as long as it ends with that, yeah. we're, we're going to be happy with it. It's weird that this feud doesn't work because on paper it's – like Nakamura's just been so great and AJ has been, you know, AJ's been AJ. AJ's the best. Um so it's weird that you know despite all of the key components being there the feud hasn't been there. But I mean, you know, you have to you have to at least think that like all right, this is this is probably it and it should be. Um I think so. I think it's we're gonna just, be an awesome we're match. just waiting for it. We're just waiting for the match that we know is going to like be what it is, which is a classic. Um, Nia versus Ronda, stoked. Uh, me too. I have no idea what to expect with this match. Ronda's gonna pound her. I fucking She's hope so. Fucking pound her. I hope she steamrolls her. I I really do. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. If she. I think it'd be cool. I know people are booking like the arm bar as this dangerous weapon she has, but I think it'd be sick if Ronda just knocked her head off. Yo, because this, like, I I feel like there's there's a lot of you know we talk about like how she they hot shot her into it, but that crowd is going to go ballistic for yeah. her, and I feel like the, <laughs> that aspect of like. Oh, you know what we should actually do is we should put her on next month because that crowd's gonna be fucking hot. Because uh, we're the best, we're the goddamn best crowd in the country. I'm so proud of the Chicago crowd. I really am. That's something that I'm like. It's some, great. Somebody, uh, the person who was on Better Yet last week is uh, uh, is moving to Philly. She grew up here, and she was talking about like you know being sad about like how prideful Chicago is. And I was just saying, well, like Philly's prideful too, but I honestly, like the thing that came to mind with talking about Chicago for me was like the fact that it's the best wrestling 
crowd in the country yeah. and i wanted to be like you know because like we're the best wrestling crowd and we've got great hot dogs and but i you know that's not what i said but. you know that's funny because if i think you know i'm I'm not planning on moving from chicago anytime soon uh-huh. but if for some reason i got stuck moving to philly i think i would be like well at least there's still a wrestling crowd at least crowd there's still philly. a wrestling crowd yeah it's like it's like oh i'm moving to new york city well you know at least i can go to shows and New York City. Yeah, That'd can you imagine cool. getting stuck moving to Corpus Christi? Oh god. Fucking lose my mind. Um So, what else we got? Roman versus Jinder. I think it's good for both of them. That's that. Bludgeon Brothers <laughs> and Luke Gallows versus Carl Anderson. Okay. I Yeah, this if, is if not we're, great if we're there in, if we're there dude. in time for it. Sure. <laughs> This is the thing that we watch every week over yep. the. Over why the am week. I? Why? Why am I excited to go to this show? Uh, it's Seth Rollins awesome. versus yeah, this Elias. Is why. Be fucking fantastic! That is a good, good feud that they're working. It has been great every week. I think that that like this is gonna be this is gonna be a match that people are really, really stoked about. Especially within this card, like there's gonna be some dry spots in there. This is one that everyone's gonna be like, all right. Does this open the show? Um, or is one of those money the, in the banks? Probably the women's uh, money, money in the, the bank. bank. Um, unless they have something planned with like the briefcase. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I would say that it's a ladder match that opens it. That would make sense. Um, this match is going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. These two are so on point. And just with what they've been doing with Seth on Raw every week, this is his first pay-per-view title defense. Or no, he fought, uh, he fought the Miz at the beginning of that bullshit pay-per-view that was after mania oh um, the great royal rumble or backlash payback yeah, oh back- god what yeah. is going on that was that was one yeah of, okay yeah yeah, yeah that was yeah. a dark time that was but that match was really good and i think that like you know with what they've been doing with seth they keep saying he's the hottest guy in the company so then <laughs> i mean aside from finn balor they're right he is i mean he's on fire yeah literally uh, He's burning it down. Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Uh, you know, I don't. I think that what they're doing with Daniel Bryan is good. Really, I think that like giving him something to kind of work with that's not at the top of the card, build it up a little bit. I think that I like what Cass is doing. I think that he he and Bryan make a lot of sense together what you know but they're kind of in a situation where it's like Kess doesn't win here what does that mean yeah i don't know i mean on a personal level i think Cass is an expendable resource here yo yeah i think it's I do too. fine right there are very few wrestlers that i'm okay with them you know just beating like i'm very unhappy that uh our guy sammy is gonna be is gonna lose in this in this pay-per-view right i don't give a shit if big cast loses the rest of his matches <laughs> it's fine it's okay i don't care i mean he can always just be like i'm taller than everyone mm-hmm. like he'll always have credibility for that uh but yeah i do think that daniel bryan is in a weird spot right now that is necessary for this comeback yeah. you can't just have dream match after dream match we'll get bored of that real quick it's tough because it's not exciting at all. It's not. This is not a right. sexy matchup. This is not something that we've all been hoping for. But I don't know. I think it's going to be cool to see Daniel Bryan wrestle. Right. I'm with you. Uh, I I think that this this feud that he's in now, it will not matter at all in two months mm-hmm. or you know whenever they decide they're like all right let's get the ball rolling with the Miz. Everyone knows that that's like what we're what we're waiting for here and i think that you know this is this is probably a match that is going to be carried just by the fact that he's that he's there mm-hmm. that he's there and he won he won the briefcase in 2011 and that was that was when we all thought that like yeah they uh they don't give a fuck about this guy um so it'll be nice to nice to see that happen it'll be nice to to be there with you can't wait to hang out together oh man i can't wait to hang out um the target parking lot 
outside of the Allstate Arena. Yeah. Knock back a Mountain Dew or two. Oh, yeah. Knock back a Mountain Dew and then go to the show and then sit in traffic. It's going to take us 45 minutes to get out of the parking lot, but it'll be uh, You're all driving, my right, friend. baby. Uh, thank you for coming by and, and listening to us talk. Uh, we do this every week because we like to spend time together we like to talk about about this thing of ours um and i'm at the point in my life where if you want to like continue having a relationship with me we have to have a podcast together (laughs) it's just just you and david and and the dogs at this point um jamie noble too but uh yeah so uh we hope that you're we hope that you're enjoying the conversation uh subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, rate it, write a review, tell a friend about it. Uh, and yeah, I hope you all enjoy uh, this weekend of wrestling. And we will see you on the other side. Also, Scott, thank you for getting my mom that weed. Oh, yeah, no problem. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.